we are committed to more than one person. Like our friendships are like deeply fucking intimate, you know? So really what it is that polyamory allows you to do is that it allows you to reframe how you see your relationships. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, a podcast of exploration, vulnerability, and curiosity in which I seek to bring more understanding and compassion to the human experience. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to do a little intro because listening back to this conversation, I love the topic. I love my guest. I love everything she has to say. And I (laughs) went in thinking, you know, that I wanted to just kind of give my all space to talk about polyamory. And that is absolutely not what I did. I apparently had a lot more things to work through myself on this topic. And I, you know, listening back, I'm just like painfully aware of like how much I talked and how like few questions I asked. I just don't feel like it's as balanced as I would like. So I just, I guess I wanted to just give that sort of disclaimer going into this. It's a lot of me. I tried to cut out some stuff that I said, but my was so great and was like responding to the things that I was saying. So I couldn't find a ton uh, to cut from myself um, without losing the context. So anyway, I don't know if I should really be doing a disclaimer like this. Maybe I should just like stand behind the episode as it is. But, you know, it's my intention to really give my guests space and not to, you know, be overbearing. (laughs) Um, And, you know, this podcast isn't just about me. Like it's about finding other, you know, uh, stories and opinions and viewpoints and, you know, having conversations. And this is just very much conversational. You know, I, I went into it as a conversation rather than, you know, an interview, which is, you know, what I like to do. Um, but it just happens to kind of end up with a lot of thoughts from me (laughs) and a lot of thoughts from Miles as well. But, um, so yeah, I guess I just wanted to like air my, (laughs) my insecurities and um but I think it's a really interesting conversation I'm really excited to have my all back on the podcast to talk about other things or talk about this more I think this is you know a really interesting conversation that we could have kind of gone on um you know for a while so yeah I hope you enjoy it I think we you know we cover a lot of stuff I think we we kind of question you know relationships in general and kind of talk about relationships and communication and you know these things that I think are really important to both of us so I hope you enjoy the episode here it is Hi, welcome back to the podcast today I'm here with my friend my LJ my <laughs> oh, I love um, that. Thank you. <laughs> we are going to probably talk about like a few things, but what we were sort of planning on talking about was polyamory. I guess I'll say thank you for being on my podcast mail. Oh, absolutely. I feel so honored that anybody would want to hear what 
I have to say. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate I love it hearing what you have to say. I was going to be like, yeah, I'm the expert on all polyamory, right? That's like, that's me. I'm just coming on here to be a, the all-time expert on the topic, except <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, when I brought it up, you were like, oh, I have so much to say about it. And because I guess- exactly. Yes. Because I was, I was in a, in a, in a moment of my life where I was like, what the fuck does this even mean? Um, and I think, I think it's happening with polyamory, but really it's like a label thing where, mm-hmm. um, in the United States, we really like our labels, you know, like I'm a polyamorous, I'm feminist, I'm genderqueer, I'm, you know, and like, we like our flags and we like, like we, we like that to like express experiences that we're having. And I love that. I love that. Um, here, here being in Spain, where I live now, uh, for your viewers or watchers or listeners, um, that's been really, really different. You know, it's, it's, it's been like people here do not like labels, you know, or at least with my experience with the Spanish people that I have met from like a little bit all over the South of Spain, don't want labels. You know, even if they like, like I met a woman who loved only women and she didn't like being called a lesbian. She was fine being called a woman, you know, but she just didn't want to, she was like, no, that doesn't, I'm like, do you, but I'm like, oh, but do you like men? And she's like, no, I just don't want to define my sexuality. I'm like, totally cool. I totally get it. Um, And so I think that that kind of got me thinking about like, what is being polyamorous really? And it comes with so many like words now, you know, like a lot of them, like I, I, I'm grateful for because it's emotions and feeling emotions, emotions and feelings that I didn't really like experience or think about before. Like, um, compersion. Have you heard of compersion? No. What's that? So compersion is uh, supposed to be a, like a, like it's come, it's a word that I learned through polyamory, but really you can experience it. And it, you know, it's, it's basically like when, if your partner comes home and they're like, oh my God, I just had like the best date. Like it felt, you know, like it was so amazing. Like this person made me feel so good. And you feel that excitement for like, it's like your excitement. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that, that feeling is compersion, which to me is just like, you know, if you're feeling if you have empathy and you like, but it's like specifically kind of like that, that feeling of, of like, it's almost like it's happening to you. And maybe it might be in polyamory. It might be, it's usually it's used with that example of like, you know, someone came home and like, they told you how great their date was. And like, that's when you feel compersion. So maybe in that specific, but for me, like I didn't, yeah. Like I know that word, I know that feeling and it feels really good. Um, and there's certain feelings that I, that I haven't gotten, um, had it not been through like polyamorous relationships, but I feel like it's become this way for people to just kind of not have to commit a lot of times to their own, to their, to their own desires, you know, to their own, um, like what they really want. You know, if like, if they, if I just have to, if I just avoid thinking about what I really want, if I just always have an option out or, you know, an option with, with all these different people, then I don't have to really commit to myself or one person because we're polyamorous we're open like you know um so I don't know I started to see like all these different movements going on within like the polyamory movement and I was like I don't know if if I'm I'm in this anymore to me it began and I it still is it still is um a, a way to like search beyond 
beyond who I am in, in regards to my relationships with people. It's like, um, what had been fed to us is like the heteronormative, you know, this is what you're going to do. You're going to be monogamous with one person and this is what you're going to, and this is it. And I kept like, when I was a teenager, like I would, I've been in a relationship. I think we talked about this through Instagram. I've been in a relationship since I was like 12 years old, basically with like different people. And, um, when I was like, when I was a teenager, like really, you know, dating, like, uh, like when I was 15, I was kissing people, you know, and things like that. I would cheat on pretty much every single one of my Mm. boyfriends. Yeah. And I'd be like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why, why, why do I keep doing it? Cause I loved them. It wasn't cause I didn't love them. I loved the shit out of them. I wanted to be with them forever. I was that kid, you know, I was like, I'm going to be in love. I'm going to get married forever. You know, and, but, but I would cheat on them, but it was because like, I'd have this like insane luck to be like traveling, you know, like my mom, like we were spending like, I don't know, summers in Rome. I mean, it sounds really like, like visiting family, you know, um, and there were these like hot Italian boys, like telling me how bella I was. And you want me to say no to that chance because what I'm 16 with a 16 year old boyfriend, like, no, you know what I mean? I'm going to make out with the hot Italian guy who's telling me I'm bella. Thank you very much. So, um, so <laughs> So part of me understood like that experience. And, and also I did, I would do this thing where I would like my then boyfriend, I would, I would purposefully put him, my best friend, like I could feel the sexual tension between them. So I would just be like, you guys, let's just play a game where we like make out, you know, <laughs> like, you, guys, you guys should just kiss, yeah, you know, like, just, just remove. And like, if, so long as it was happening in front of me and I could see it, I was fine. Do you know what I mean? Cause it was like, cause I understood it. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Why wouldn't you feel sexual tension? Like I get it, you know? Um, so there were parts of me that were maybe always kind of not monogamous. Let's put it that way, you know, where I was capable of and, and, and naturally kind of didn't want to just be with the one person, but that doesn't mean, you know, that I get to like be unfaithful or people and people like a lot of times, like they take that word, like, Oh, I'm just polyamorous. And that means that you can just fuck whoever you want without like being even remotely aware or careful of anyone's feelings, you know, and that's not, that's not what it is at all, really. So that's kind of where I was at with the whole polyamory thing. I have like some thoughts and some questions. First, the compersion. Compersion, is that the word? Yeah, compersion. Um, it's interesting that you use that in like a polyamorous, like that, that you would have that with someone that you were dating. Like, I feel like for me, that's what I get from like watching reality TV or like talking to my friends like third person embarrassment right third person embarrassment or whatever right when you third person what is that, is that have you ever heard of that third hand embarrassment or third no, person embarrassment yeah but no that? but I'm think, talking more about like the excitement of like I love talking to like my girlfriends about dating you know what I mean like I'm talking to like my, right. my I'll say my straight girlfriends who are dating or I guess it doesn't matter but <laughs> I tend to, I guess to have like mostly straight friends um that I'm thinking about right now. And so like, we'll talk about like guys. And so I feel like we're getting that experience by, you know, living sort of vicariously through each other. And it's like very exciting to be like, oh, you went on a date? How was it? Yes. But I don't know that I would feel that same way if I was dating, say a guy, and then he was going on a date with like another girl. Like, I think I would just feel jealous, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, do you are you bi or like how do you consider your sexuality? Like, I guess I'm wondering, like, if you're straight and you're say like a girl dating a guy, like a polyamorous like girl and a guy, and then the guy's like dating other girls. 
if you're the, if you're a straight girl, would that make you more jealous than think, you know, if you were, um, yeah, that's a really great question. We, we have a lot of these things that happen where we're like, um, oh, like a guy doesn't like my boyfriend doesn't care if I'm with like another girl. Cause like, they don't count it. They don't, they don't count it. And like, let mm-hmm. me just say that most of the time, most of the time that's disgusting. The reason why they don't count it is a disgusting reason. You know, it's cause it's, you're like, you're their thing. You're their object. You're like their cow. Mm-hmm. And like, they don't want anybody else like sticking their thing inside of their cow. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, it's not a, it's not coming from a great place. Right. But there's definitely something to be said about someone who can maybe physically, you know, forget like gender. I'm just talking about their body can offer them the same thing that you can, but maybe like better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that makes it makes sense. It makes sense to have a little bit of a of a je ne sais quoi, you know what I mean? To kind of come up and be like, eh, I'm uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable, you know, and, and to have a little bit of, of competition, especially because of how we are taught, right? So, so definitely. I think the way we have it is, oh yeah, if he dates a girl, I'm going to be jealous. Whereas if he dates a boy, I'm going to, it's going to be more curious. I'm going to be more interested, you know, like that's how we have it. But really, really, it just comes down to like what they're going to physically offer the person or, um, or, or what, what they're going to offer that you, that maybe compares to you. Cause it can come down to like, maybe, I don't know, let's say that your thing is like, you're just really good at cinema. Right. And you're like, a, like a film critic, you can be like, Oh, you know, like this movie was made in like blah, 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 and mm-hmm. directors and whatever. And someone dates another person, not your gender, not your sex, not your anything, but they're, they're like, they work in cinema. Like it's not even a hobby for them. Like they fucking work. You might feel a little bit of jealousy because of that. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, a lot of times it's about that. And and we just happen to put gender and our bodies into it as well. It's just, it's like, what can you do but going to be better than me? Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess I think, I don't know. I mean, okay. So it's interesting what you're saying, like what you're saying about like, oh, I cheated on all my boyfriends. And like, I feel like I, well, I've not dated a lot, but I have only had one boyfriend and I cheated on him. <laughs> and I feel like part of that <laughs> was like, not in a way like not being ready to settle down like I feel like I had curiosity like I've always wanted to like date multiple people and like have different experiences and this was someone who like I would have married so it kind of felt like well I either maintain this relationship and get married to this one person who's the only person I've had sex with who is my boyfriend um, my first boyfriend or like like, so how do I manage those two things of like wanting to be with this person, but also wanting to have more experiences and be with more people. So in a way, like look at it as like maybe a timing thing, but also like in retrospect, I look at it as like, probably we weren't really a match for each other, even though there were a lot of things that were a match for each other. But I always kind of felt like he was like very monogamous. Like, I don't think he like looked at another girl or cared about another girl the whole time we were dating. But, mm-hmm. and I was probably maybe like less monogamous, but I, I yes. like also what you're saying about like, well, polyamory isn't just being unfaithful or not just, but it's not being unfaithful. It's not, not caring about other people's feelings. I mean, I always think yeah. of polyamory as like different than like dating around. And I always think of it as yes. more of like, a, like being committed in a way to multiple people, which sounds like extremely hard because it just feels like it's already just really hard to be committed to one person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, um, 
Yes, God, there's like, and you, you said a couple of interesting things there. The, the thing about the commitment is that that touches, first of all, your, your non-monogamous thing, that's like a natural thing. You know, I feel like it's natural for us. Like imagine being like 12 and expecting to settle down on just one right. person, like while, while your hormones are like fireworks and like, that makes no sense. Obviously you should be allowed, like non-monogamy should be what's a natural like exploration of your body and of your feelings in a safe way should be what's natural instead of like a stifling of just one person and you know all these other things and then and then that moves on to like you know the second thing which is like we are committed to more than one to more than one person like our friendships are like deeply fucking intimate you know so really what it is that polyamory allows you to do is that it allows you to reframe how you see your relationships because it's like why aren't you as committed to your friend to your like best friends like don't you remember their birthdays like aren't you having like romantic dates a lot of times like aren't we going on on like really romantic dates with our friends where we're going out to these beautiful fucking places and there's like candles and shit you know what I mean we're like (laughs) listening to beautiful music like what we're not having sex there's no sexual tension and that's it's not romantic you know what I mean so I think that that that's another thing that I that I think is really great about polyamory and the conversation around it is that it completely forces you or asks you invites you to re to reframe how you see your relationships. So to me, like right now at this moment of my time of my life, I don't have the energy to have more than like one partner. Yeah. But maybe in another moment I will and I will want to have that opportunity to be like exploring that. And then later on in life, later on in life I might not want to have that anymore where I'm either going to want to be alone or do with, with just the one person. And yeah. I, and all of that is normal. All of that is normal. You know? So I, I think that the polyamory is like great in that. Like it also explores that like, like the, the beginning, the end, all of it. Sorry. I like brought around, but yeah. 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 I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. The thing about the friends is really interesting. Cause I definitely feel like my friendships are very, very intimate. And I feel very committed to them. And like, I've been having these experiences recently where it's like, these guys will be like, (laughs) we'll be like sleeping together or whatever. And then they'll be like, Hey, like, I just see you as a friend. And like, to me, I'm just like, no, like, that's like, that's not a, this is not a friendship. Like to me, what is different about a friendship versus like a romantic partner is the fact is the sex. Like that to me is like, what makes it different, but like regardless of whether it's a romantic partner or a friendship, like the commitment required is like the same, (laughs) you know? So it's like, I feel like these guys are saying, oh, just friends to like get out of the commitment part. And I'm like, yeah, but then we're not friends because (laughs) like, that's not how I do friendship kind of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I also, you know, with friends, like I always like to have a lot of friends. Like I like to have a big group because then I'm not, so reliant on one person and I've had experiences where I have like one best friend and that's like the person that I hang out with only and that's never good that creates a bad situation um yeah it's not sustainable it's not sustainable usually it's just not under any under any circumstance not with a sexual partner not with a friendship it's just not sustainable but at the same time, I guess with like a sexual partner if you're thinking about you know because it's like I have these friends but then those friends are like in relationships. So they're actually more committed to their partner than they are to me at the end of the day. It's like, they, you know, are living together. They are going through life together, making life decisions together. So there's in some ways to me, like a practical element of monogamy when it comes to 
like that kind of really like a part like a, a true partnership even though I do feel in partnership with like you know my best friends um but it's like a life partnership it's, it's like different. a life partnership because you're yeah because you're not your decisions that you make usually aren't going to affect your best friends unless they're living with you they're going to affect your like right. nesting part the person right. that you're actually in in a home with right yeah yeah but that's also I mean but you can do that in polyamory you know you can also that that's that's true in in all of the cases of who you're living with yeah really yeah, that's true. Maybe it's just like a roommate situation. <laughs> um, well, think about, I mean, yeah. I mean, not really, because not, I don't, yeah, no, I don't mean like who you're just living with, but I mean, like if you're living with someone and you that have an intimate with. relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're, if you're like making your life together, literally life together, you know, where you're living together, you're sharing, I don't know, cars, money, food, like children, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and you're having sex. Like, I think it's just, yeah, like it's that, but, but if you have that with two people or three, you know, there's best friends who parent, co-parent, you know, they, they don't have, I don't know if you've like, I've, I've, I remember I've like, I had a friend, you know, and I've seen a couple of situations where people are best friends and they're just co-parenting together. And I think that's fucking beautiful. And that is a partnership right there. Totally. You know, that is also like the, of what you're doing is so, yeah, it just, it's, it really, to me, and then that was a thing, like polyamory was like the gateway to allow me to re-question the header, basically the heteronormativity of it all. Yeah. How, how, like, what, what heteronormativity meant, like what, what it was doing, you know, and it was like, it's that, it's like a family is a man and a woman who are having sex, living in a household and having children, you know, preferably right. like dog somewhere in there, you know, the end. Um, and that is having a family that is being in a successful relationship. And it's just, that's just like so tiny, really, yeah. but it's been so normalized, so normalized as the normal thing to do. Not only the normal thing to do, but the ideal, the ideal family, like, like, well, when you think of the children, like the poor children who need a, a father and a mother, you know, don't, it doesn't matter if the father's any good or if the mother, you know, loves their children. They just need a mother and a father, you know? Right. Um, I guess I'm, I'm also sort of wondering, like, do you feel like polyamory or like the extent to which someone feels polyamorous or monogamous is sort of like inherent, like, you know, like in the same, almost like in the same way as like being gay or being bisexual, would be or do you think it's more of like a choice or do you think like everyone kind of experiences it similarly but it's more of like how you're conditioned I guess because I guess the reason I'm thinking about this is because I sort of I feel like there's part of me that's always like I want to like date multiple people but I I that's always been kind of hard for me like I don't tend to like meet a lot of people that I want to date and then I was sort of noticing and Mm -hmm. I guess for me I would describe it less as like polyamorous and more as like pre-monogamous like I think I like want monogamy ultimately but I like want to explore my options first sort of yeah Um, no absolutely but I was kind of thinking about it because I do feel like once I am sort of like romantically and sexually interested in someone I I'm less open and like less interested in like meeting other people um, that doesn't mean that I'm not open to it. Like if I was seeing someone and then I like meet, happen to meet someone who I'm like, you know, intrigued by or something like I want, might want the freedom to explore that. But I think in general, like the way I go out when I have no one is like, 
different. I'm like a little bit more open. I'm a little more like, oh, okay, who's here? Who's here? And then when I'm like, sort of start to be in something, I'm a little bit less open and I'm sort of more like, I just kind of want to hang out with that person. So I'm like wondering, I'm like, maybe I'm more monogamous than I like think, or you know what I mean? Or maybe, maybe just the definition that you have of monogamous, like it doesn't, you know, just because you want to explore a little bit doesn't mean that you're not monogamous. It, again, I don't think that also, I don't feel like monogamy is like an anti, like it's like the opposite of polyamory per hmm. se. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just like, to kind of go back to your question that you asked me, that was like five questions in one, you know, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it's like, I think it's like, like a spectrum, you know, like right. all of us. Feel like that word is overused so let me kind of say what I mean instead you know I feel like we're all like just like different colors of 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 um like let's take a shade of blue and we're just going to do like different phases of blue at different moments of my life you know and it doesn't take away like mm, if someone is gay and they and they date one a person of the opposite sex once it doesn't suddenly mean you know like they're straight or they were never gay or you know what I mean it's just sometimes yeah. we just moments so <clears throat> I think that it's just about like lessening, uh, like removing the mm, monogamy, the conversation that we have around monogamy as like the the ultimate relationship model. Yeah, and allowing people to just kind of go in and out of of that, you know, is I think is more like so. So yeah, so just because you're, you know, maybe you you are monogamous, but that you know, going back to like actually what we were saying about labels, like you don't just because you're you prefer monogamy doesn't mean that you have like this is it like you have to put it in you know you're like your ID hello my name is you know like Sarah also uh -huh. I am monogamous like I'm like it's got to be in your driver's license now yeah. do you know what I mean like it's not this like stamp you know it's just a uh, an experience that you're having at maybe most of your life you know yeah I feel like the thing that it kind of brings up for me the most and and I think this just came up you know this came up like when I you know my first boyfriend I had when I was 25 so it was like very late in life um and I think what kind of came up the most from that was just kind of like realizing all of the expectations and assumptions that people have about relationships and I think even oh, using yeah. words like girlfriend, boyfriend, dating, like friends. Like yeah. I, I feel like everyone has different ideas and actually not just with that boyfriend, but like with everyone that I've, you know, somewhat dated since like it, it, it feels so hard. Like that feels like the hardest thing about dating because it feels like guys put their expectations of like what they think I want. Like they're projecting that and, or they're like using words. And I'm like, I don't know what that word means to you. Like when I say the word dating, you know, I, that means something specific to me, but like, that seems to mean something specific, like something else to you. And, um, I feel like there can be a lot of miscommunication about like the expectations of each person. So it just feels like there's like a lot of conversation that needs to happen, like between every yes. single, like, you know, couple that gets together whether that's like polyamorous or monogamous or like whatever like of just being like what does this word mean to you what does this word mean to you like what are your expectations I, I've been watching Married at First Sight have you ever seen that show <laughs> no <laughs> no but I've heard of it I've heard they of it. literally like meet at the altar they're like matched at the altar and, or they're matched and then they meet at the altar and like get married and then you know we like follow them through the first like eight weeks of their marriage and it's what I, I think is so interesting is 
people say, they're like, well, you're supposed to be a wife. Like you're supposed to be a husband. Like they keep using these words as though there's some defined meaning, but it's very clear that everyone has different ideas of like what that means and like what that should mean. And like, you just realize, I don't know, like it, like sometimes I'm just like, how does anyone be in a relationship with each other? Like it, it feels so complicated. Um, yeah. And I oh know that God, comes absolutely. up with friends too, or some people think, well, being a friend means this, being a friend means that. But for me, I've experienced, I feel like it's less complicated <laughs> when it comes to friendship. Um, but yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's less complicated for sure with friends friendship I think it, I think friendships tend to happen more naturally yeah where it's like you love me oh my god I love you too like yeah. let's just love each other you yeah. know whereas with, with relationships it's like you love me oh my god let's love each other but this is how yeah. I need you too yeah <laughs> totally or being we're like no I, yeah <laughs> we're gonna share our lives it makes sense it makes sense we just you know we, we don't have like the emotional maturity that we require for the, we're like super complicated little beans, you know, but don't actually have the emotional intelligence <laughs> like that it requires yeah. to, to deal with the complications that we ourselves generate. It's, it's really cute. Yeah. We're, we're adorable. We're adorable. Humans are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I read an article once where she was kind of talking about like, def- like that every relationship you need to define like what cheating is. And she was kind of saying like, you know, maybe for you in your relationship, cheating is even texting someone of the opposite gender, you know, in a heterosexual relationship, texting someone else. Um, She was like, in my relationship, cheating would be having sex with someone and not telling my partner. But like, you know, so it's like everyone has different boundaries. And I also feel like each relationship has different boundaries. Cause I feel like with one person, I might feel more comfortable with like an, a more open relationship. Whereas like with someone else, I might, for whatever reason, feel less comfortable with that. Or, um, it's like the, the, di- the specific dynamic between two people, like also adds something. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much, <laughs> yes, I'm just nodding in agreement right now to what you're saying. It just kind of all goes back to like what I'm saying, like the heteronormativity. Yeah. And like it's, it's what we've got. We literally have to force ourselves to like be more mindful, yeah. like be, be conscious of what's going on or else this is like, we just go back into like these, these loops. Oh my God. It feels like sometimes it feels fun and sometimes it feels like impossible and hard. Yeah. 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 I feel like, like life <laughs> in general. Yeah. Um, and it's been really interesting because another, another aspect of it is the way that we look at like, uh, codependence and independence, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, well then you should just like learn to be on your own, you know, which mm-hmm. I really have a lot of issues on, but that's going to be for like a whole other conversation, but like, it is complicated. It is really hard. So therefore, um, let's work on it because we need each other. We literally need each other. So we got to take care of, of that. We have to make relating one of our priorities like how do I relate you know how do I which I think is funny like we're both of us are talking about this you know we literally studied spiritual psychology and like I think that's that just goes to show like the anxiety that we have around wanting to fucking relate to people correctly you know what I mean it's (laughs) like we we it's like the fucking like please give me like let me go study like how to how to communicate how to you know because and even then we're, we're like, 
lost and we're having this conversation there it, it it absolutely has to be like a priority like how do i relate to others so that i can communicate commune make a community and then you know that's how we're going to save the world so there you have it ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> so the answer to all our problems yeah no but literally like just learn to be friends like let's learn to relate yeah. to one another like let's question what we're doing and why and and, and you, you and have to be really yeah. self-aware. I mean, to be engaged, I mean, I, I feel like to be engaged in any relationship, like you have to be really just like aware of yeah. what you want and what you need and like how you're feeling, yeah. which is really hard. Like I, I have been noticing, like, as yeah. I've been dating a little, I like freeze up so much when I am having to have like a hard conversation. It's a lot easier like over text when I have time to like process it or, you know, think about it, write it out the way I want it. But like in the moment, I'm like, I I can't even like open my mouth to say anything, (laughs) you know? And like, I feel like just even being, being able to be aware of like, how do I feel in any given moment? Like, I feel like it makes me go through relationships like, developing like certain you know patterns or habits like within a relationship and then realizing down the road like wait I this feels bad and I didn't even like realize it you know until yeah um, yeah yeah so I don't know like I guess people who are good at that probably have an easier time (laughs) um yeah you know, it's also one of those things where I feel like it could, it, it, it's also like a spectrum, like it can come and go. It depends on yeah. who you're with. Like people might, might bring out like the, the best in you and then other people not. But also I yeah, feel true. like because of what you were saying, like self-awareness is really hard to learn. But also if, if we're, if we're, if we're compassionate, like if we're considerate, you know, yeah. then that can sometimes make up for the, for the lack of awareness of, of self-awareness that we can have, you know, cause, yeah. cause it is difficult. Even when we're, when we want to be self-aware, when we are self-aware, it's still hard to be self-aware. Um, yeah. and but I guess- like also being aware. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, and then I was just going to go back to the whole spectrum thing. Like, you know, it's just phases of, of moments and, you know, like at some point you'll be more aware than others and, and other people will bring different things out in you, you know, like you'll just, just, yeah, that. I feel like that really speaks also to just like being patient in a relationship and like giving the person the benefit of of the doubt and like needing that on both sides. So it's like everyone, that's the other thing that I learned from (laughs) Married at First Sight is like, you can really see like the patterns that they're bringing in and like, and like the thought, like sort of the, you know, you, you just see them like, oh, that person keeps getting scared in this same way, or they keep making this same assumption Mm, and it's like causing fights and you can kind of like really like you can really really see it very clearly like oh this person is like really worried about being a failure in their relationship and you can just tell like oh they have a lot of expectations about like how they should be and what this should be and like that's causing like a lot of problems because they're not like being present they're they're comparing everything to this like ideal that they have in their head and you can see like oh I can see how that would like create some problems (laughs) like um how maybe I'm doing that same thing or um you know constantly feeling like oh that person doesn't like love me you know or or being jealous or having like these insecurities and you can just see how those come in over and over again so I feel like there's always just like the okay, we, you know, we had a fight or we did, you know, things like went haywire, but like, let's come together tomorrow and like, try again type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, yeah. Um, sorry, I got caught on a thought about the whole like spiritual psychology thing and how like this oh, yeah. pretty much the whole projection thing, you know, like how yeah. isn't it easy to like see in, um, in others, like how we, what we're, what we're doing, totally. right? like what we're doing ourselves. Totally. Um, but we can't see ourselves. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, I'm like, I'm so good at like seeing it in everybody else and being like, oh, yeah, the here's what's going on. And when it's really like, I'm just doing the whole fucking thing. Totally. Um, I mean, I, I think that's one of the good things about relationship is like, hopefully you can be with someone who sees you clearly and like offer you compassion. And like, it kind of lets you move forward through that without, you know, because the worst thing yeah. right, is like, if you're with someone and your and your fear or your like bad pattern like clicks with theirs and then you just get into these cycles where it's like you're triggering them and they're triggering you and um like ideally you won't have like a hook with the other person's bad pattern and they won't have a hook with yours kind of yeah yeah so i have a question do, what do you like what do you do to like what is like your reference point for relationships? Like, what do you, what is it that you hope for? You know what I mean? Like what made, what made you, what shaped what you want in a relationship? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think like as a kid, I was definitely like influenced by movies and stuff, you know, like I think like, I mean, the classic Disney movie thing. And yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. as I get older and get, you know, experience more relationships. I don't know. It's really interesting because I, I feel like I, um, the more that I engage in them, like actually the more I realize like, oh, I like this, I don't like this. Or, you know, re- like on- only recently, I kind of realized like, oh, I feel like I haven't really had like emotional safety in relationships, which like causes me yeah. to- not be able to speak up or whatever. And I never really realized that before. Like I never called it that before. I just felt like, oh, I'm confused or I don't know if he likes me or like, you know, I would call it all these things. But then what I I realized just a few days ago was like, oh, it's it's an emotional safety thing. Like I don't feel, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. I feel like I could, anything I say, like he's just going to like disappear or whatever. And I'm using the word he to mean just like, literally every guy that I've ever like been interested in, um, which made me go, okay, I need some emotional safety here. But I also aware, like, I don't want emotional safety and to be stifled and to be boring. Like I want emotional safety and excitement somehow. And it feels like sometimes maybe those things are like incompatible or because I think a lot of interesting, interesting what you're saying. Yeah. Why? What are you thinking? Well, cause you think, so I, I just feel like that what you said is really interesting. So you're saying that you feel like, like it's like emotional stability might be boring. Is that what I'm hearing? Is that like, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think sometimes it can be like perceived, like, I think now I'm sort of realizing, no, I need it in order to even like have fun or else I like, can't even be myself. Um, but I think in the past, right. or I think with some people that I see, it's like, there's this feeling of like, Ooh, I don't know if they like me or not. And that's like the fun, like, will they, won't they like, you know, when am I going to hear from them? And, you know? Yes. Yes. I hear what you're saying. If someone's too available and they're too always there for you, it's like, okay, well, 
you know, give me some excitement. But I do think that you can, you just have to find excitement in other ways. Like that's like a, a fairly immature form of excitement, I think. So, you know, I actually have something similar to what you're saying, but yeah. it's, it's a little bit different for me. And it's that um, I like earning people's love mm. and I compare people's, you know, because archetypes, I love comparing people uh, to like the people's loving types to either cats or dogs. Like, because dogs are just unconditional. Totally. They just meet you. They love you. That's it. A cat's love you have to earn. I love that. And in, and in my theory, you you can love differently than how you than you receive love. And you can choose to do things differently in, a, in, in different times. For example, right. I generally am a complete dog the way that I give love, you know, but I have been told by certain people <laughs> to be very cat-like. So it depends, you know, um. Um, and and I, on the other hand, absolutely love cat-like people. I love people that are difficult to win over because, and here's the thing, I absolutely need people to, that are like me, that love like me, like that are, you know, just, just generous with their love. Absolutely like that. Like we need people like that in the world. Absolutely. And also um, having to like fight for it, you know, <laughs> like yeah. earning it, like, oh, you oh, you're not sure about me? Oh, let me show you just how much you fucking love me. You know what I mean? Like, let me, let me, let me show you like how I can actually be of use to you, you know? And, and especially if I chose the person though, that's the thing. Like if if I have to decide that person also, like, it can't just be like, oh, you don't like me. And, and it's a random ass person. So I'm going to try, I have to decide that that person is worth, is like, worth me you know so so but so it's kind of the same thing of what you're saying because there's a sense of like risk right but really it's an importance that we've ended up giving them right we're just being like you I have now chosen you to be this you know this this person that's going to validate me and give me this importance in this way yeah that's it I definitely relate to the cat dog thing like I am definitely I think more of a cat cat person in the sense of I I like it to be earned but I think it's because then it feels more like genuine and special whereas like if a dog loves you it's like well that dog loves everyone so it's like I don't feel special but if a cat loves you which I feel like a cat can totally give you know and I know you feel this way too like this the same amount of love as a dog once you get close with a cat it's like that love is like nothing else <laughs> you know exactly because um, you, you are chosen because yeah. you are chosen that is it that is exactly it and that feels like real intimacy exactly whereas like the dog love kind of just feels like could come or go could go to anyone and I'm kind of like well I don't know like that I guess that's nice sometimes and it's nice to have people that are just easy to get along with but I feel like those relationships never get as intimate as deep as more cat-like ones (laughs) here's the thing though here's the thing about dogs they do they will go with just about anybody but they don't actually go with just anybody yeah do you know what I mean dogs do choose they just choose more freely Mm. you know and like that's what I'm saying like we definitely I like at least me like I because like because when the cat's having a bad day do you know what I mean yeah you're you're on your own you're gonna go walk or you're gonna go walk into your dog and be like, you know you can count on it yeah you can count on the dog you can count on the dog to be there for you and that's that is something you know that is something whereas the cat maybe not but that's also like but the cat's going to teach you about boundaries in like this beautiful way and like the, the dog's going to teach you about selflessness like i i know it's very simplified but i've I, like i've had it i've had it for years this theory so i have it like fucking <laughs> i mean i have it down to like a t 
but like there's there's benefits in all of it it just depends on whatever it depends on what what like here's the thing we're talking about this validating some some people don't need to feel chosen some people choose themselves yes exactly exactly we we want to be chosen but like that's not some people are just like eh, no that's okay yeah I just want you know someone to be here you know scratch my ear or whatever I don't know like just be here with me and not really um which is great good for them you know yeah totally (laughs) yeah it's so interesting and it's so interesting too like I I this is sort of making me think back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier of like I always feel like I go in you know this pre-monogamous stage where I'm like wanting to just get to know someone and but almost always that ends up with like that other person being like, you're asking too much of me <laughs> or, or like, I don't, you know, let's just, I just want to be friends, you know, like they feel, because I think I like offer so much like, lo- you know, I don't, I don't like withhold my love. I don't think um, yeah, when I'm getting yeah. to know like a friend, like, I feel like I approach cautiously, but like, um, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm asking to hang out too much or whatever. And they're like, make, you know, saying, oh, that means you want to be my girlfriend or whatever. When I'm going, no, like, I, I don't feel that way at all right now. I'm still getting to know you. Um, yeah. But there's like this assumption of, I don't know, like, I think that's like a frustrating thing where I'm just like, I just yeah. want to be free to get to know someone without without them assuming commitment from me, but also without them projecting the desire for commitment onto me, which I don't know. If that's yeah. Impossible. That sounds like a, that sounds like a lot of like oh, things that you could definitely communicate. It just takes a lot of communication. It takes, well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you can find someone that you can communicate that with, then you're on the right track. If right. you cannot communicate those things to that person, then maybe the relationship's going to be frustrating anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wait, this is, so this is like an interesting question too. What do you feel is like, I don't know how to ask this. I was going to ask like, like what do you feel are the sort of like components that are needed for a relationship? And then that kind of made me wonder in a polyamorous situation, like, are we just trying to get different things from different people or like, what is the, I don't know. Like, I'm almost like, what is the space that's filled with polyamory that's sort of like missing from being in a relationship with one person? Or is it not that there's a space missing, but more that there's, um, I'm again asking five questions in one, but I'm sort of just like trying to like paint a picture. of this. Um, Or is it more just like, we're constantly growing and changing and meeting new people and like, I think I think for me, I'm I'm always like, I just want to be able to explore every relationship as intimately as I want it to. So like for a friendship, that's gonna stop before sex because to me that's just where the line is or I'm where I'm not sexually attracted to someone, but it's like how intimate can we get um considering like the factors in our friendship? And it's like for some person that's gonna be like extremely intimate, including sex or whatever, for another person that might include sex, but not, you know, super much emotional intimacy, or it might be emotional intimacy with no sex or like, whatever. I don't know. Does that make sense what I'm saying? We're asking. Yes. 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 And the answer to all of that question (laughs) (laughs) is conversation. 
conversation. The space that is missing in monogamy, that is in polyamory, that also is not a space that doesn't exist, is conversation. Is 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 the communication around it and the what you're talking about wanting to get from other people, you know, um, in the space of intimacy and how to like, and then to moving beyond sex or out before sex is conversation. There's a conversation around the experiences that we have, um, it, you know, and and expressing like, hey, like this is what I'm going through. This is what I think that I need. Um, do you want to like share that with me? Like, what do you need? And can we do these mm. things together? Like, and are we interested in doing these things together? Like, it's it's really that for me, in my opinion. You know, it really is just about like having a conversation about what you want together. Hmm. Yeah. And then doing that. And then it feels like there is in within that there needs to be like openness if you can't give each other all the things, you know, like I'm just thinking like, for example, if someone's like, oh, well, I really want these things with you and that's a match, but like, I also really need these other things and you're not willing to engage, but are you willing to let me find those things with someone else? Yeah. I guess. Or do you think there's like a benefit to just like sacrificing? Like, you know, do you think there's a benefit to I don't don't know if those are the only two options. Like, I think that it can also be like, um, you know, um, I, and also, no, I never think that people should sacrifice, but that's, that's, I am also not a parent, you know, but I don't believe in (laughs) sacrifice at all. But I mean, like, do you think there's a situation where you're in maybe a relationship with one person and you're maybe like sexually attracted to someone else, but you decide not to like pursue that because you're in this other relationship? Or do you think like you always just pursue anything that you're interested in? No, but it's not sacrifice. It shouldn't have to be sacrifice. Like you shouldn't be sacrificing yourself for another person. You know, unless, unless it's like a real life or death matter, like, why are you, you know? So it should be more of like, um, like, uh, I'm choosing, you know, to like do this to, to, not have this experience because I rather have this other one. Right. You know, and that is how life is sometimes. Like you can't always have both things and you choose to not do that. Or if you absolutely must have the other experience, then you have to have a conversation, you know, right. about why do you want to have this? Con- why do you have this experience? Is it just the person? Or are you just like attracted to this one person that you just absolutely have to have sex with them? But <laughs> is it going to be like a one time thing? Right. You know, no, but really, but really though, really, yeah. it's like, is it going to be a one time? Like really that's, that is the conversation, you know? And, and, and you, and the thing is a lot of times we're so afraid of asking for what we want that we don't realize that we don't even, we really don't know. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until we start to like voice what it is that we want that we start to even really discover that. So if someone's willing to go on the journey of that and not get offended, you know, and not get like hurt because you, you know, or you're like, so it's really about that. It's like, can I process wanting to have sex with someone else with you? Like, what is right. that going to, you know, sometimes the it's about the desire itself. Right. You know, sometimes you're you're just there. It's just about like, if I talk about it, then it's fine. And sometimes there's something way, way bigger that had you not talked about, it would have come out a different way. And so maybe you need to talk about it to have it, you know, and and be in it as a team. Yeah, for sure. I always like really wanted to have, like, after I had that experience with, you know, my ex and like cheating, like, I always was like, I really, really want to have a relationship where I can like come to the person and be like, 
I'm really attracted to this other person, like to talk that out with the person that I'm with um, and like be able to have that openness yeah. and like to understand like, yeah, we might be committed to each other, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to have feelings for other people or that we're not going to be attracted to other people. And like, yeah. we have space in the, in our relationship yeah. to like acknowledge all of that. Yes, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. That's my dream. It's a conversation. It's a <laughs> yeah. conversation. Because that. That's not like just have a conversation. Yeah. Like again, like at the beginning, you can't say that from the beginning. If you feel weird, then that's not, do not pursue that. And I think it's really the thing is we we pursue so much stuff that we're like, I'm just gonna deal with this because it's what we have available to us, mm-hmm. you know, which fine, we're gonna do what we gotta do, but we gotta keep in mind that like <laughs> in a, in a, what are, what are we willing to ask for to be sustainably happy? Yeah. But we got to ask for it. We got to be willing to have that conversation. If you can't have a conversation, then I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, totally. I feel like I'm starting to realize like that I just need to like ask for what I want, even if I feel like it's going to run the other person away. And even if it does run them away, like, because otherwise I'm just living in a, (laughs) Like it, it, like, yeah, otherwise I'm just getting into a bad situation where, where it's not ultimately going to be happy for me, just like out of fear and like scarcity, if the feeling of scarcity, if you're busy, if you're busy trying to make the other person happy, but the other yeah. person is busy trying to make you happy, then who is, who's, who's, <laughs> who's, who's Sarah? Yeah, totally. This is like, so yeah. such an interesting conversation. Do you have any more like thoughts that we didn't? cover about it uh I probably I probably could go on but I'm I'm not going to because the internet's being weird okay and also I think uh, I think this is I think this is good but it's been it's been really it's been fun can you hear me am I back yeah, am I yeah. back on oh okay. I can hear you yeah um yeah. cool well thanks for having this conversation with me I really think it's like so interesting and yeah I'm sure we could talk about it absolutely oh forever Absolutely. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. All right. Well, if you like the podcast, please share it with your friends, share it with your family, uh, leave me a rating or a review and I will talk to you next week. Mael, do you want to share, like, do you want to plug anything, your Instagram or anything that you're doing? Mm, if people like the way that I think they can be my friend on Instagram, on Azuleyada. I'm not kidding. Like, like I am down to make community. Like that's what we need to do to like change the world. So let's have You're a like conversation. followers. I'm do plugging not myself apply. in and you can follow me. A-Z-U-L-E-Y-A-D-A. Azuleyada. Bluish. It's a word I made up in Spanish. I'll put it um, in the show notes also so people yeah. can find you. Awesome. So, Thanks. So one person that will listen to this will be my friend. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> or not. They'll be like, no. <laughs> I've heard no. enough from her. <laughs> And it'll be my mom. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's my mom too. My mom's the only one that listens. <laughs> my mom, no, and neither of them will be my friend. <laughs> when Mayel and I finished this conversation, we stopped recording and then we kept talking for another probably like 45 minutes. And I wish I had just kept the recording going, but... I feel like we needed to kind of get out of like podcasting mode and just 
get more casual. So unfortunately I don't have some of that, but I just wanted to like bring forward some of the ideas that we talked about, or like one in particular idea, which is the idea of like colonizing the body. And, and we kind of talked about how so often we, we think of, um, you know, possession and colonization, which are like really these like white European modes of like relating to things, um, you know, so that in, could be anything from, you know, picking flowers rather than just kind of like leaving them be and just enjoying their beauty in their own environment. There's like this desire for possession, this desire for, I mean, colonization is like really such a good word for it of like possession and taking and controlling and, um, you know, and so I think we do that in a lot of areas. I think um, that's sort of in like our culture here in the United States. And I think we do it in relationships. There's a lot of, um, you know, I think that that kind of is some of what we're talking about, um, which is the idea of kind of loosening our hold on the people around us, like letting, letting us love through supporting and giving space and being present. And there's really such like a fine line and such a balance there of how do we give space, but not so much space that we're disconnected. How do we, you know, give love and nurturing, but not so much that we're possessive or controlling or, um, you know, trapping of the other person It requires obviously a lot, you know, we talked about this in the episode, a lot of, um, self-awareness, a lot of awareness of like what we need in any given moment and really being there for ourselves and also being there for each other, uh, which is, I think is a, a different way of, of relating. I think a lot of people go into, you know, and my, and I talked about this, I'm saying I, but we, we both, this was in our conversation that we had post um, recording that, you know, so many people relate to other people with this kind of possessive strategy <laughs> of, you know, wanting to control them, wanting to possess them, wanting them to do things their way. And, and I think we sort of sacrifice a lot of getting to know each other, um, really getting to know each other for who we really are and, and also who we're, we're becoming uh, in order to make people fit into the box that we want them to fit in that makes us feel comfortable and that makes us feel secure or um, good about ourselves or, you know, in, in some kind of power. So I just kind of wanted to bring that forward as a concept that we didn't really touch on directly in our conversation. But, you know, when we were talking about it afterwards, I was really like, oh, I, I think this is really, you know, an, an important like key or an important paradigm shift that, that a lot of people might not even know that we're doing it, um, acting in that kind of like possessive way. So again, thank you so much for listening to the episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope that, you know, Mile brought some new viewpoints. I hope that I brought some new viewpoints again. I know I like talked so much in this episode, um, really had a lot to hash out there, but, um, yeah. And if you like the episode, share it with your friends, share it with your family, uh, you know, leave me a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to it. And that, you know, helps out the podcast so much. So I really appreciate you. I appreciate your time and your attention and I will talk to you next week. 